This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs on Sports Radio 810 WHB. What I've done is help athletes be the best they can be. We work on giving you that winning edge, that mental edge that will help you realize your potential. Dr. Jacobs has been in practice for over 30 years as a sports psychologist. This is the first time I've ever listened to it. I'm on my way to church, and I said, i got to pull over and talk. Right now is your chance to call Dr. Jacobs for free help with any sports-related problem. It's a wonderful form, and I, it's must be a radio for me every time I, I'm in the camp city. And this show is about you. It's about having fun, working hard, building self-confidence, having the right attitude, being a good teammate, being a good parent, and being a good coach. Now, here's the sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Good morning, everyone. I am sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and this is the Sports Psychology Hour here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. As you know, I'm here every Sunday from 7 to 8 a.m. talking with you, discussing with you the mental side of sports. And each week we get into topics on this show about what goes on between your ears and how that affects everything else you do. I have been a sports psychologist since 1981 here in the Kansas City area. I've been here at Sports Radio 810 WHB now for 17 years. I've been on the radio now for 27 straight years. I always like to say we're one of the best-kept secrets in radio in Kansas City. And I look forward to doing this show with you every week because we talk about what a lot of people don't really talk about during the week, and that is attitudes, mindsets, focus, preparation, team building, and I get into discussions with you, our listeners, on calls to talk about how we become successful, how we fail, how we deal with sports. What's the mental side about? You know, the last few weeks, I've, I've just been so disturbed in the issues that have been going on with all this sexual abuse that went on with Larry Nassar, the, the USA gymnastics doctor, and then you're hearing now other examples of this coming out. And we're not going to get into that today, but it has been something that has been a real real pain for me to hear this because, you know, sports should be about growing, learning, developing. It shouldn't be about all these sick people getting involved and harming kids. The whole rationale for getting your kids involved in sports is to have fun. I mean, that's what it should be about. I mean, Winter Olympics are going on right now. Yes, people are there to win medals. I've worked with dozens of Olympic athletes over the years. I was the team psychologist of USA Cycling from 1982 to 1988. I was in the LA Olympics with our team where we won nine medals, hadn't won any in 72 years. I accompanied them to world championships in Italy, Switzerland, and Colorado. I've worked with literally dozens of Olympic athletes over the years. And yes, their goal is to win a medal. Their goal is to win any color medal if they can. But their goal is also to compete. Their goal is to go over there and compete, represent the United States or whatever country they're from, and see what they can do against the best athletes in the world. Someone's going to come in first place in every event. Someone's going to come in second. Someone's going to come in third. And someone's going to come in last. But you're coming in last amongst the best in the world. So what is it about? What should it be about? Should it be about the results? Should it be about the medal? Should it be about the experience? 
it's very difficult for me as a sports psychologist working with athletes, hearing so many people who talk so much about it's about the result. It's about the, the you you play. You know, Herm Edwards was quoted to say, "You play to win the game." Well, in the NFL, yes, you do. In the NFL, you are playing. In Major League Baseball, in the NBA, the NHL, MLS, Major League Soccer, all the pro sports, you play to win. That's why you're there. Your your goal is to win. But you're not always going to. You know, yesterday, University of Kentucky lost their third straight game under John Calipari. People there are freaking out. KU people are freaking out. Oh, my gosh, they lost They lost another game. They're not in first place right now. They're a game behind Texas Tech. KU can still win their 14th title in a row. It's still in their hands. They still have control. If they beat Texas Tech and win out, they have a chance to win. You're going to lose. You're going to fail. You're going to screw up. I don't know anybody who hasn't. I do it a lot. We all do. So what does it come down to that's important? To me, when you're coaching kids, when you're coaching youth sports, I believe it should be the emphasis on effort. I believe it should be the emphasis on learning and growing and developing. And I think the emphasis should be on enjoyment, fun, and that not being scared to screw up. I see so many people, and I have people that come in my office all the time, who have a fear of failing, a, a fear of screwing up because some coach or their parents or somebody they were with got on them because they made a mistake. And then consequently, they can't handle it. They get upset. They get down in the dumps. Their confidence goes. They develop a negative attitude. They lose their focus. They stop preparing. They don't want to come to practice. They don't want to be at games. That whole negative mindset comes in, sort of like the way people are right now with the weather outside. That negativity sets in. So I want to talk today about this. If you are a coach, and I don't care what level of coach you coach at. if It could be the professional level. I've had professional coaches call this show before. My good friend Al Saunders used to coach with the Chiefs, the offensive coordinator, used to, used to call up the show on the way into the stadium back when he was here. I used to tell me he loved the show. What a, he, he was a great man. I'll tell you what, what a great coach he was. Do you focus on effort or do you focus on the score? I want to know if you're a coach at what level does winning, does the score does the result become an important factor? Because it does. I believe, and in our book, Just Let Him Play, with Pete Malone and Jeff Montgomery, my co-authors, we talked about this in our meetings as we were writing the book. And Matt Folks put it, put it together great for us, our, our writer. To us, winning should start when you're 12, 13, 14. To us, that's when winning and the score should start to matter, should start to become an important factor. Not the most important one, but nonetheless, an important component. Before that, it just shouldn't matter. You know, if you're a seven, coaching seven-year-olds, does it really matter if your team wins the the title, the rec team title? Or is it more important that those kids leave that season having grown as a person, having grown with what they learned about themselves? 
or is it more important to you as a coach that you won? All right, our phone number is 913-3810-810. 913-3810-810. Let's get some calls in here. Let's get some discussions going. If you coach at any level, when does the score, when does the result become an important component of what you're doing? Or do you even coach score? There, I know some people who don't even care about the score. They just care about development. They just care about growth. They just care about the kids that they're working with are getting better. I know people who will coach losing, coach failure, coach screwing up as an important component not just of that game, but of life, and that it is okay to do it because you're going to do it. You don't have to like it, but it's okay because it's going to happen. I don't know many people who enjoy failing or screwing up. I certainly don't. But it happens. So how do you learn from it, grow from it, get better? All right, I'd like to hear from you if you're a coach. How much emphasis do you focus on the score how much emphasis do you focus on the effort? Our number is 913-3810-810. If you coach girls, if you coach boys, if you coach youth sports, middle school, high school, college, professionally, I don't care. I want to get your calls and get your thoughts on this. Because I think as a coach, you wear many hats. You're a psychologist, you're you're a disciplinarian, you're a guide, you're a mentor, you're a friend. You've got to do different things at different times with the kids you work with, but you need to get to know them too, and you need to understand where they're coming from. You know, there's the term losing sucks. Well, it does. No one likes to lose. No one likes to fail. But when you play a game, someone's going to. You know, KU lost at Baylor yesterday. I know some people who are distraught. They've lost, what What have they lost, Rudy? Four games, there's four league games now, I think. Baylor, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, and uh, Texas Tech. I know some people who are, you know, they're just flipping out because KU's lost. Oh, my God, well, they've won 13 league titles in a row. 13, I mean, it, it, the best ever, tied with UCLA. I mean, I'm a KU fan. I've mentioned that on this show before. I'd love to see them win, but they're not going to win every time. And there are factors involved there. They don't have as deep a bench this year. It'll be interesting to see how Devontae Graham lasts through the whole season. He's playing almost every minute. It's hard. This may be actually one of Bill Self's best coaching jobs considering how few players that he has to play. I know there are people who won't agree with that, but you know what? It's not easy to win all the time. It's not easy to win some of the time. So when you're coaching youth sports, let's get some calls in here. I want to see what you, what you say. If you're a coach, how much emphasis do you put on the score, on the result? When does the score of the game become important? When do you feel winning should become important? When do you feel you should get upset at your athletes if you don't win, if you screw up, if the team loses. Our number is 913-3810-810. If you are a parent and your son or daughter competes, when they lose, when they fail, what do you say to them about that? How do you help them get through that? Or do you emph emphasize 
how they played rather than the result of the game. You know, I always talk on this show about getting in the car after the game and not talking about the game, not talking about the score. If the athlete, if your son or daughter wants to talk about it, fine. But don't bring it up if you're the parent. Don't start telling them, I want to talk about the game. I'm real upset with the way you played. That's probably the worst thing you can do. Because they may not want to talk about it. They may be upset. You know, let everybody calm down you get home. And then, you know, after you've been home for a couple hours, if you're a parent, say, do do you want to talk about what happened today? No, Dad, I don't want to talk about it. Now, if there's a behavioral issue, that's different. But if they don't want to talk about it, leave it be. You're not the coach. Let the coach do that. But if they are down in the dumps for a day or so, then, yeah, you should bring it up. Remember the movie The Natural with Robert Redford? They had this this little old man in a trench coat come talk to the team as a psychologist. He goes, losing is a disease. I thought that was pretty funny, but I also thought it was pretty bad. Losing is not a disease. It's not in the diagnostic manual of mental disorders. Losing is a natural part of life. No one really wants to, but you're going to. All right, we're going to take a break here in a moment. Come back and let's get some calls. I want to see what you say. If you coach, when does the score matter? When do results matter? When does winning matter? What age should it really start to come into play? How much emphasis do you put on results as a coach? How much time do you spend focusing on the effort your athletes are putting in and what they're growing and learning from? You know, years ago, I worked with the Kansas City Blazers with my co-author, Pete Malone. We had a young lady by the name of Catherine Fox who won two gold medals in Atlanta in swimming. I had Catherine and Pete on my show before and after the Olympics. And Catherine talked about how I had spent time working with her, a wonderful young lady. She's now this incredible yoga instructor out in San Francisco. She's, a, she's about 40 years old now, maybe a little older than that. Anyway... She came on the show talking about getting ready to go to Atlanta and how excited she was. And we had a caller, an older gentleman, who called up and says, well, you're going down there to win the gold, aren't you? And she said, no, sir, I'm not going down there to win the gold. I'm going down there to do the best I can. Because if I do the best I can, hopefully I will win a gold. My goal is to go down there and compete. My goal is to go down there and do the best I can. If I come in dead last but I've done the best I've ever done. I'll be disappointed I came in last place, but I'll be proud of my effort. This guy didn't get it. He, he hung up on her. Well, Catherine came back after the Olympics with Pete again, after winning two gold medals and two relays, and talked about that. She said, you know, I gave everything I had. We ended up winning. If we didn't win, yes, I would have been disappointed, but I would not have been upset because I knew I tried my best. You can only focus on what you're doing. If you focus too much on everybody else, you're not going to get better. That was from a young lady who won two gold medals. All right, 913-3810-810 is the number. When, as a coach, do you start to emphasize the score, the result, winning and losing? How much effort do you put on the effort your athletes put into it? How much effort do you put into it? All right, 913 is our number. We have our first call of the morning. Let's see what Keith has to say. Keith, good morning. Thanks for calling in. How are you? Uh, good morning. I'm doing okay. 
Yeah, and I wanted to kind of comment on that uh, as far as coaching. You know, I've, I've been on both sides. I've coached girls and boys, uh, you know, and I also started from bitty ball. I really don't emphasize too much on the winning as, as long as the girls are learning more about your fundamentals and what to do individually in games as far as getting your teammates involved, you know, because I, I, I had a daughter at a disadvantage as far as height, but she wasn't an offensive player. She was more of a defense. So if your defense is there for you, then that's basically keeping you in the game. Everything else comes along. But I think nowadays <laughs> the game is kind of like, you know, parent-driven, uh, you got a lot of kids playing AAU, and sometimes it's a mental thing, you know, because you got to also be able to teach them to be good teammates. But focus, you're not always going to be a team. You're always you're always going to be able to individually. You can be on the best AAU team around, but individually you have to go off to college if that's what your aspirations are and do better individually too. So let me ask this question, Keith. What age are these girls now? Oh, they're my daughter's twenty six. Oh, okay. You know, well, she's a lot older now than okay. Right, right, and, and that's what I'm trying to say. You know, I still keep in touch, contact with the girls. Even you know, you can see each one of them doing good in life. I have a girl that played on my team, and now she's a DJ for KPRS. But she was one of my best players. But then again, too, she went her own way and did. You know, because basketball is not going to last your whole life. So you got to have aspirations after basketball because once you even go to the league, not the league, but even if you do four years of college, you still got to get your life started. Did any of the like, girls you coach play in college? Oh, yeah, they all did. I had a girl, Polly Carrington. She played for uh, – they all started JUCO, basically. Uh, Bree, that played for Missouri Coolest. My daughter, Tanshel Hollingsworth, she played for Johnson County, Augusta State. And came back and just finished her last year at Mid Nazarene. So, you, you know, you, you got to get the kids to understand it's not about, you know, the stardom ship. Hey, if it's starting at a lower level and getting your degree and moving on, that's that's what you do. When? Let me ask you this question: When did the mm-hmm. score start to matter? When did the results start to matter? Well, if, if you're all about winning, you know, and hey, if I can accept, okay, this team is just out. Is just better than me. Then, you know, it's going going to the basics. Let me work on some plays that we need to work on in practice. Even though we may be losing, but you're, you're, it's game by game. You get better in time. You can't get everything in a rush because of a certain tournament or you're trying to look better. It's not all about that. So when kids realize that, you know, it's more after life than basketball, you know, It'd be a better game. So when in won. when in their career was that? About what age did that start to become important? Uh, as they get older, you see them develop because you know some girls can reach their peak, or even boys. You can be so good in middle school and great in high school, and then you reach your peak, and, and that's that's as far as you're going. You got to get started with life. I've seen a lot of players around the Kansas City area, you know, come as far as they can come. But yet they did. Now, still in life, they're doing real good. So what you're you know? saying, what you're saying is, there isn't really an age. It's 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 the it's process. That's the process. 
Right, it's the process. Well, sir, thank you for thank you for calling in. You made some great comments this morning. I appreciate it, and uh, you've got a lot. You did. You obviously did a great job. If you're keeping in touch with all these girls, good for you. Oh yeah, you do. The boys too. (laughs) Thank you, sir. Thank you. You have a good day. All right, that frees up our lines here. Nine one three three eight ten eight ten is our number. As a coach, when do you start discussing, emphasizing the score, the result of the game? When should it be important? How much emphasis do you put on coaching winning and losing? How much emphasis do you coach on development and coaching effort? That was a great call from Keith. I want to get some more calls in here. Our number is 913-3810-810. If you're a coach, I want to hear from you. If you're an athlete, when did the score or the results start to matter for you? As a parent, what do you think? I don't care what sport you play, if it's individual team, if it's male or female, boy or girl. At some point, you're going to start talking about the results. And at some point, that's going to start to become an issue. All right, 913-3810-810 is our number. We'll go to a break now. Come back, get some calls in here. I want to see what you have to say. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. We're on the leader in sports, Sports Radio 10 WHB. Good morning, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. If you listen to the show, you know I'm here every Sunday from 7 to 8 a.m. And I try to bring up a topic each week for us to discuss about the mental side of sports. I've been a sports psychologist now for 37 years. Hard to believe. I'm 63 years old and been doing this since I started when I was 27. Seems like yesterday when I started. In fact, you know, when I started back in 1981... Virtually nobody had heard of sports psychology. Nobody had heard of them dealing with this. In fact, I interviewed here in town UMKC, Rockers, William, Jewel, and Avalo with the athletic directors. And one of the athletic directors about, you know, working with their athletes, one of the athletic directors at one of those schools told me that it's all witchcraft and hocus pocus. We don't deal with that type of stuff. We have come a long way since 1981. My first job was at KU with the cross-country and track teams coached by Carla Coffey, the women's coach, and Bob Timmons, the men's coach. And they gave me my first opportunity to prove the value of what this is. And now, fortunately, I've been doing it for 37 years, and I'm still here and plan to be here for quite a while. I'm 63, as I said. I hope I'm doing this for another 20, 25 years. As long as my memory holds up, I'll be here. All right, our number is 913-3810-810. I'm talking about this issue today. When does winning become important? When does the score become important? When do results become important? If you are a coach, we had a great call earlier. We only had one call so far, so let's get some more calls in here. 913-3810-810 is the number. If you are a coach, when do you start to emphasize the result of the competition of the games of what you're coaching? When should it be important? Or should it? Do you think we put, and I believe this very strongly, we put so much emphasis on results. We put so much emphasis on being better than everybody. It's not what I try to work with people on. My emphasis is can you be your best? 
What do you have to do for you to improve? What do you have to do for you to get better? I spend, we, I think, believe we spend too much time comparing to others. Now, you can learn from others. You can grow from others. You can understand what they're doing that makes them successful that can help you become successful. But I believe we spend too much time trying to beat other people and not trying to improve ourselves. All right, I want to get your comments, get your opinions. We have a wide-open phone board. Our number here is 913-3810-810. If you are a coach, I want to hear from you. I don't care what level you coach at. When does the score, the result, matter? When do you start to focus on that? Or do you even focus on that? 913-3810-810. How do you coach winning? How do you coach losing? How do you coach failure or success? It doesn't matter if you coach girls or boys, men or women, youth, rec, premier, elite, traveling, college, middle school, high school, even professional. I want to find out from you and get your thoughts. 913-3810-810 is the number. As a coach, how much emphasis do you put on the score? What age should score matter? What age should beating somebody else become more important for you? As I mentioned earlier, I think in our book, Just Let Him Play, that I co-wrote with Pete Malone and Jeff Montgomery, for us we discussed it about middle school, 12, 13, 14, is when the result starts to become an important factor. Not the most important factor, but a factor. And I truly believe that because I think if we, you know, I hear about these these five, six, seven-year-olds playing in these competitions and how coaches get out of hand at games, screaming and yelling at kids for screwing up. We've talked about it on this show for years. I've seen it in my office for years now. Kids' confidence gets affected in such a dramatic way because they're ridiculed for making a mistake at seven years of age, at eight years of age, at ten years of age. Does it or should it really matter? My opinion is no, it should not. And I think we can ruin kids' self-confidence. We can ruin their love of sports by putting too much emphasis on that. I'm not saying that the score shouldn't matter at some point. The results shouldn't matter. They should. You need to learn from that. If you have failed, why did you fail? If you didn't do well, why didn't you do well? If you messed up, why did you mess up? How do you grow and learn from it? You know, in the world of business, you do not make every sale as a salesman. You are not successful with every person you work with. It's going to happen. So how you handle that, how you deal with that is a big, big, major component of growth. Did you make 100% on every test? You, I'll, and I'll tell you, what bothers me, and it's not going to change, just my personal opinion, you know, 4.0 straight A's. But that's not the highest grade. You know, I, I did a show, year, my first year on the air, I had my old high school journalism teacher, John Kruger, on. He was at the time the principal at Shawnee Mission West, went on to become principal at Oak Park as well. And I had the guidance counselor on, and, and, and we discussed this during the, the break, and I said, what's the highest GPA you can have? And the guidance counselor says, well, we have 45 kids with GPAs over four. And I'm like, well, 4.0 straight A's, 
How do you how do you justify that? EC extra credit AP classes. I mean, what's good enough? Seems like nothing is ever good enough. There always has to be more, right? Nine one three three eight ten eight ten is the number. Let's see what Bill has to say. Bill, good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. How are you doing? Great. Thank you for calling in. I love the perspective about the the four grade point average because my my son is a freshman in high school and we're kind of going through that that stage where he has a 4.0 yet in some some spectrums that's not good enough and you're like well yeah 4.0 used to be the top how come you know what is the best well why you know so, let me let me ask you a question bill why isn't straight a's good enough i you got me i'd like to know the answer too it's it's honestly and i'm not, i know now i'm kind of getting into more politics but it just seems like schools are trying to boost their their uh, GPAs in order to get funds. Hey, look at, you know, we're the Blue Valley, we're Lee Summit, we're Blue Springs, you know, we're, we're the best, we're the best school district. Look at our GPA. We're at 4.25 or we're point whatever. And, you know, so it's just a, it's a, it's a status thing. Oh, it's, you know what? It's, it's a, you know what? I, I'm sorry, but in my opinion, it's a big joke. Okay. Yeah, all, all that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's not, see, to me, I, I mean, I've worked with, with kids my entire professional career, 37 years. And years ago, I had a young lady in my office who had a 4.6 GPA. She was a beautiful girl. She was a two-sport athlete, varsity athlete as a freshman. But her father was not happy with her because she was ranked third in her class. Oh, my. And I'm like, so, you know, I saw her twice. And then I said, your dad needs to come in with you the third time. The mom brought her the first time. So the dad came in. And I asked him his opinion. He goes, well, I'm not happy with her because she's not number one. And, and I'm looking at her. I said, what, what do you want? I said, you're going to destroy. You've got a wonderful young lady here. You're going to destroy her attitude towards you because she's not number one. I mean, she's got a four or five GPA. She's ranked second in her class. She's a varsity athlete as a freshman. And, and it, it actually, to this guy's credit, he sat there and looked at me. He goes, Dr. Jacobs, I never looked at it like that. You're right. I mean, you know, for, yeah. fortunately for him and her. But, you know, what is good enough? So, so Bill, let me get let me get your opinion on, on what we're talking about today. You know, you, you're talking about, like, when score matters, when, you know, when the and, – and I'm coming from a different perspective, more of a parent, you know, team manager for and, – and more – it's more uh, soccer-related. Um and I'm kind of ha- I have the same question as well. Um, similar to GPAs, you know, a lot of the major clubs are starting to put titles, you know, on their teams. You know, now it's elite, it's premier, it's academy, it's junior academy. So they're trying to make it more of a status versus, you know, um, trying to create teams. You know, um, it's not as much about the team atmosphere. They they say that, but yet at the same time, you know, um, I, I you know, and that's what I'm trying to I'm trying to understand it. I'm trying to understand. Maybe I'm looking at it from a, a wrong perspective, but it seems like that, you know, in a team, you're trying to build a team atmosphere, not necessarily winning, but to create a team, a good team chemistry, build a team. But if if everybody's looking like, well, I'm not on the junior academy or I'm not on the academy or I'm not, you know, here, 
how can you focus on what you're doing as a team? Well, right, because then, well, yeah, because then the emphasis starts to become on you not being good enough. Right. Yeah, and then there's that that entire critical stuff that goes on. So to me, see, I, I look, my definition of winning is did you go out and do your best today? It, it has nothing to do with what place you came in. Did you right. do your best? And did you do everything you could possibly do to improve? I mean, someone, you know, when you have two teams playing, if if ties aren't allowed, one team is going to come in first place and one team's not. One team will win the game, the contest, and one will lose. But the team that lost can still have learned. Now, I guarantee you the New England Patriots are not happy that they lost the Super Bowl last week. That's the NFL. It's professional sports. Your goal is to win the big prize. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a Patriot fan, I mean, you know, what, six, Tom Brady's been in, what, six Super Bowls now, whatever. It, I mean, it's ridiculous. We haven't been in one right. since 1970. Believe me, I know. Okay, so, yeah, and, it, you know, I mean, where where does it where do you get to the point where you're learning or you're spoiled? I think with kids, it, as I said in in our book, we talk about twelve, thirteen, fourteen years of age. To us, is the time when the score, the result, should start to become a component, not the most important component, but a component. And if you focus on development, self improvement and not being scared to lose and fail at a younger age, I think by the time you get to that age, you will be really strong. I mean, you get your thoughts on that. Right. I, and, I, and I totally agree. And that's, that's, that's what I'm afraid of, is they're trying to push more status than trying to build these teams. Um, you know, and, and uh, I, I see, you know, and my kids are a little bit, you know, um, my, my my youngest is 11. My oldest is a freshman in high school. You know, so they're a little bit, you know, in, you know, over the age of that that young age. But that young age, they're really starting to push these. Like I said, not and and I don't know if it's necessarily have to a score, but in the long run, it kind of is. Hey, we're trying to build this little super team at seven years old, and that's well. And how much of how team. much of that, Bill, is about the coach's ego versus teaching the kids development? Well, I think and that's what I'm tr- that's what I'm trying to figure out because some of the coaches you'll hear it, but then I'm wondering is it is it pressure from the club? Is it pressure from the you know trying to compete with other clubs? You know, trying to you know what I'm saying, trying to make hey you know look at our club, it's better than your club because we've got this seven year old, eight year old, nine year old team that you know we're doing so good. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's no, the I, thing. I I and that's and see it's look, I I I have been doing my profession for 37 years actually. 40 counting when I started in grad school and I have seen a shift a change in our society in the emphasis on results and now we're seeing younger and younger kids starting in organized sports at ages four and five and I'm seeing competitions and trophies and rewards being given for first place you know for five six-year-olds and I think it's absurd I think it's ridiculous I think we're giving them the wrong message and then you get the parents excited and involved in all this. I mean, you start spending time and energy and money, and it becomes a problem. And I think, it, exactly. you know, to me, you know, there's the whole thing about participation trophies and all this stuff that kids shouldn't get participation trophies. I don't think there's anything wrong. The first year you compete, for, you know, kindergarten, first grade, whatever, getting some kind of a trophy the first time you're in it or, or a ribbon or something. After that, no. No, not after that. The first time, it's fine. I think that'll be an incentive for them to come back. 
All right, I want to thank you for calling up, Bill. Appreciate your comments this morning. Good call. And All right, thank good you. Good luck with your kids. Appreciate it. All right, that frees up our lines here once again. 913-3810810 is the number. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Here's my topic this morning. Do we put too much emphasis and focus on the score on the result and not enough on development and growth for kids in sports? 913-3810810. Do we do the same thing in school? You got to make all A's. You got to make, you know, you have to have that 4-5 GPA. 4-0 isn't good enough. Do we put too much emphasis on results and not enough on effort? That's my topic. That's my question. I want to hear from you if you're a parent, if you're a coach, if you're an athlete or you were an athlete. Do we put too much emphasis on the result and not enough on growth and development? 913-3810-810 is a number. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and we are on the Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHP. Good morning, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and I'm here every Sunday from 7 to 8 a.m. here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Today's topic is this. How much emphasis do you put on the score and the result versus on the effort that you put into teaching your kids, teaching the athletes you're coaching? We've had two great calls today, only two calls. Interesting. Usually we have a lot more by now. We've got plenty of time left to get some calls in here at 913-3810-810. 913-3810-810. If you are a coach, when do you start to put emphasis on the score and the result of the game? Give me a call. My producer, Rudy Salazar, is bored sitting there looking at me, not taking any calls. So give me a call, 913-3810-810. I want to get your thoughts. As an athlete, as someone who's played sports, when does the result of the game, when does the score of the game become important to you? You know, we've got the Winter Olympics going on right now. One of the things that I've never liked about the Olympics is the medal count. How many medals we won? Who won more medals? Does it really matter who won more medals? Isn't it about the experience? All right, 913-3810-810 is our number. I want to hear from you if you are a parent, if you're an athlete, if you're a coach, especially if you're a coach, when do you coach the score? When does the score become important? I want to know when it matters to you and when should it matter? Because to me, I think we spend too much time now on younger and younger kids emphasizing the result. You know, the Olympic creed, the most important thing in the Olympic Games is not to win but to take part. Just as the most important thing in life is not the triumph but the struggle. Take part. It's not the triumph, but the struggle that's the most important thing. And that, to me, is what sports should be about. It's about what you learn. It's about how you learn. It's about how you grow. It's about how you develop. Okay, if you have coached kids, have you had a parent that got upset because your team wasn't winning? I'm sure you've had that a lot. If you you have been coaching 
kids and you have had parents who get upset because your team doesn't win. How do you deal with that? 913-3810-810 is the number. If you are a coach, what is the biggest problem you have when it comes to results? You know, no one likes to lose, but do we spend too much time focusing on the result with kids instead of on the development? And that's the whole point I'm making here. You know, we've got, like I said, the Winter Olympics going on now. There's going to be the emphasis on the medal count. There's going to be emphasis on who won more, gold medals. I'm sure we're going to have all that talked about politically as well. It's all about who wins, who wins, who wins. No, it's not. It's about the experience. Do you want to win? Yes. I don't want you thinking I'm talking about, well, winning is a bad thing to do. Of course it's not. It's great to win. It's great to come in first place. But can you come in first place and be a loser? Yeah. Can you be in first place and not learn anything? Yes. You know, too often I find with a lot of teams, and I know when I work with professional teams, I worked with, with one professional team one time, professional soccer team, that went on a big winning streak. And it was real interesting because before a game, the assistant coach pulled me aside and said, Doc, what do you think about where we're at right now? You know, I'm looking at the guys and because I'm, I'm just concerned. I said, yeah, I am too. I think we just expect to go out and win tonight. And he said, you're right. He goes, everybody's just taking it for granted. I think we won eight games in a row. We were playing great. But it was just sort of this attitude of being lackadaisical. And the head coach came up to me and said, if we're playing crummy, that wasn't the word he used, but if you're not playing well tonight, halftime I'm going to go ballistic. And this is a guy who was so even-keeled, he never lost it. He said, I already have it all. I have my speech all planned out. He said, because I think everybody just thinks we're just going to win because we've been winning. Well, we were getting blown out at halftime. I just remember he broke the blackboard. He was so ticked off. Part of it was an act. Part of it was real. And we came out and tied the game and lost in overtime. And that first half was the last poor half of soccer we played all year. Because this message was given across. Hey, it's about the effort, guys. You know, I always like to say you can have two athletes who are physically the same, but the one with the stronger mind will come out on top. And a stronger mind, to me starts with development with kids, teaching failure, teaching success, teaching learning. All right, we still have plenty of time to get some calls in here. I'd like to hear from you. If you are a coach, when does the score matter? Give me a call. I want to find out. 913-3810-810. And does it matter? Is it different between boys and girls? 913-3810-810 is the number. Are you a recreational golfer? Do you play tennis? Do you go out to, to, to play to win or you go out to just play and enjoy the game? I think as we get older, yeah, you want to win, but you know what? It's more about the experience. You know, I think there's a time, a peak between, say, 14, 15 years of age and early 20s when winning becomes real important. And I think prior to that, it shouldn't be. And after that, I don't think it does. If you play, yeah, you want to win, but it's more about what you're learning about yourself. And I've just seen this happen too often in too many people who come into my office with their kids who have confidence issues because their kids' confidence was affected or oftentimes almost destroyed by a coach. 
who just reamed them because they didn't play well and said, you've cost us the game. You cost us the competition because of the way you played today. You didn't do your job. Like I said, 913-3810-810 is the number today. Always is. Still have plenty of time to get some calls. I want to hear from you. If you coach a team, part of the problem you've got, I think, is what is expected of you from the parents, what's expected of you from the athletes. What are you, what are you there to do? Are you there to win or are you there to teach? I think the message should be guiding, teaching, and development. And to me, that's the most important component that we get when we work with kids. You know, when you're in school, everyone doesn't make straight A's all the time. Everyone doesn't get everything right. Does the teacher yell at them or scream at them because they didn't do well on a, on a problem? No. Teaching and, co and coaching are the same. It's about development. It's about learning. It's about growth. As I said, I you, you know, to me, sports is the greatest discipline to learn about who you are. And it is because of this. You're putting yourself into the competition mentally, physically, psychologically, emotionally, spiritually, nutritionally. You, you put all these components into it. And you put your mind, body, heart, and soul into it. So in the end, to me, the result should be this. What did I learn about myself? I know many of the great coaches I've gotten to know over the years have told me, Doc, you know what? I hate losing. But it's more about what did we learn today? I've had professional coaches tell me that too. You know, we're improving, we're getting better. I know when I've worked with many professional athletes in all different sports, you know, they want to win, believe me. I've, 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 I don't think I've ever had a pro athlete I've worked with privately who told me they wanted to lose. But they've all told me it's part of what goes on and they have to learn from it and grow from it every time. So I think the big lesson from today's top show, the topics we've talked about is this. If you coach, I think it's important to take time to sit down with your kids and talk about failure, talk about losing, talk about what happens, how you feel when things don't go your way. You have to do that, I think, if you're going to become successful. If you get angry because they fail, if you, if you get ticked off, get red in the face, slam your fist when the team doesn't do well, especially with young kids, all you're going to do, in my opinion, is intimidate them and scare them, and then their confidence gets affected. Then they become tense and tight. Then they start to worry. I don't think you should teach failure as something you want to enjoy. I think you have to teach failure as something that's part of what happens. Every day, there's a sporting event on TV where somebody fails. And I think when the Winter Olympics going on now, we're going to hear interviews. And I've told many of my clients, watch the Winter Olympics more so for the interviews with the athletes and coaches about how they got there, how so many of these kids overcame failure, how many of them overcame negativity, how they accomplished their goals because they learned something about themselves. I, I can promise you almost every athlete, not all of them, but almost every athlete in the Olympics has failed miserably and terribly at some point in their careers. And they had people, coaches, parents, family members, friends, support systems around them who helped them overcome it, 
help them work through it, and help them move on to the next phase. That's why they're in the Olympics. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Hope you've enjoyed the show today. I'm here every Sunday from 7 8 a.m. Always interested in finding out what you'd like me to talk about on the show. So feel free to give me a call at my office. My number is 816-561-5556. Topics you'd like me to bring up on the show. Love to hear from you. I do work with new clients all the time. I give talks on these topics all the time. I just had a call the other day from someone who wants to come talk to his baseball team this spring. So feel free to call me, 816-561-5556 in my office. You can always follow me on Twitter at at drjsportpsych, at drjsportpsych. Send me an email at my website. My website is winnersunlimited.com. Send me an email at at drjwinnersunlimited.com. Love to hear from you. Our shows are podcasted here at WHB. Go to whb810whb.com. Click on the additional programming page. You can find the podcast there, and you can also find them on my website, winnersunlimited.com. Go to the podcast page and click it on, and you'll find my radio shows going back to 2014 on there. Hope everybody's enjoying the day. Have a great week. I'll be back here next Sunday as always. I'm the leader in sports, Sports Radio 10 WHB. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Have a great day. Talk to you next Sunday.